Welcome to the Grow With Moon podcast. I am your host, Moon Suffer, and I'm the author of this best-selling book, Grow With Your Baby, Seven Lessons on How to Embrace Change and Overcome Your Fears. Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Grow With Muin podcast. I am so excited. I am your host, Muin Zafar. Let's get started. So this goes back a couple of years. Back in um, 2016, I believe it was August, I was helping a friend move and I got a phone call from Luara, who's uh, my wife now. She was telling me that she's pregnant. Before I dive more into this phone call, some context here is that back then I was an international student from Pakistan, obviously sent with the help and the hopes of my parents to study and make a living here in Canada. Pakistan, if, if you don't know, it's a conservative Muslim country, and that was my identity. So needless to say, when I heard that news, I was completely shocked and scared. Not just because that I found out I was going to be a father, which should be enough for most people, but also because I was I was still getting around to telling my parents that I had delayed my graduation. Now, there are a number of reasons for this, but the core reason was that I was flat out depressed. And I was depressed thinking about what I considered to be at the time real questions, which is... Why am I here? What is my purpose? And how do I find meaning in this seemingly mechanical process of growing up and becoming who I meant to become? And so I was already deep in there thinking about these things, getting depressed. And then all of a sudden, I get thrown this card that I am becoming a father now. And my first reaction was, you know, denial. It was unbelievable. You know how some things that you find out, you know, it's happening to you and you never considered that it will happen to you, but now it's happening. It's almost like winning the lottery, but, um, you know, I, I was 25, um, international student, sent to university, not graduated yet. And, uh, you know, I found out I was going to be a father. I knew that just not even thinking about the father aspect, but the fact that I had delayed my graduation and I didn't even know that I wanted to complete it and that I was tackling these questions of identity and purpose, that these thoughts will be received well. And now on top of that, boom, you know, I'm a father. So all this was going through my head. Now back to the phone call. So uh, Laura told me that she's going to get a definitive test so it calmed me down a little bit but that was false hope but it was most likely that i was you know i'm a father so i was like all right you know let me know when uh, the final test is done and we'll go from there so i hung up the phone and continued to help my friend move uh, acted like nothing had happened so there you go complete denial and went on home after helping my friend move and uh, funny thing 
the friend that I was helping move didn't find out until months later that I was becoming, I was going to be a dad. And he certainly still does not know that the phone call that I took while helping him move was when I actually found out. (laughs) So there I was in my bed thinking about what had transpired and that I'm becoming a father. Honestly thinking that I'd be dealt an unfair card. Uh, Seemingly, obviously. You don't have context. You know, when you're in the situation, context comes after. So I was there and I had completely isolated myself. I wasn't talking about it with my friends. I was still hanging out with my friends, but I wasn't really talking about this huge event that had taken place in my life. And obviously I was talking to Laura about it and her family, but... You know, none of my friends and none of my family. I was still processing this. I was still processing this and still registering, coming to terms that this is happening. So it came to the point where months later, Laura told some of her friends that she's becoming a mother and we had some mutual friends. And so my friends started to find out. And there was a point where I knew that they knew already. But whenever I would go hang out with them, we wouldn't talk about it because they were waiting for me to bring it up and, you know, talk about it. So that was, you know, a funny situation at the time. But eventually it wasn't me, but I'm glad someone did bring it up and we were just hanging out. And he's like, hey, we heard that you're going to be a dad and you certainly don't act like you're freaking out. So is it true? What's happening? And that's when the gates finally opened and I shared my thoughts about, you know, telling my parents, how to tell my parents. And it wasn't until, so I found out in, you know, sometime around August, and it wasn't until October that I actually told my parents. But it all started with friends reaching out to me and, you know, offering support just by talking. And I'm glad that happened because isolation is not the best way to deal with difficult problems. I know we live in a world now where we're sort of brought up that way to sort of handle everything and do it on our own, but it's good to ask for support. It's even good to process your emotions and come to terms with something, but it comes to a point where you just know that you have to take action, but you stay there and sort of delay it and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you start overwhelming yourself. So there has to be a balance. Yes, take your time, process your emotions, but eventually you have to start taking action otherwise you'll just remain stuck in paralysis which i felt like i wasn't until i started talking about it and then you know with the help of and support of good friends and luara and her family and my friends i eventually gathered up the courage to talk to my parents about it and fast forward to december i got married was it a smooth transition did my parents receive it well the first time No, it was a challenging time, but in those challenging times, I had opportunities for personal growth, which were talking about something that I was scared to talk about with the people that I cared about. I grew as soon as I started talking about it with my parents and making a decision and not really asking for their approval, but asking for their support in my independent choice of that decision. And you know what, I'm lucky to have, you know, family and friends like this who were supportive of me eventually. (laughs) But the point is they were supportive and they helped me through a difficult time in my life and helped me through 
helped me grow through this uh, transition. So it was, it's a funny thing. When, as soon as I started facing my fears and talking about them, things I just started stumbling upon things that would help me grow. So I started a major that I never thought before was something as something that I would be interested in. It just sort of stumbled in my way and I started reading and learning and, you know, people like Carl Jung, Joseph Campbell, and I felt at home reading this literature. And I was really grateful that I was learning about these things. And for the first time in my undergraduate career, I was interested in the things that I was studying. It's quite surprising, right? But a lot of us go through studying or undergraduate degrees, not all of us, but I believe most of us, or at least some of us, are studying things just out of peer pressure or fulfilling hopes and dreams of their parents, or we have an idea of what life would be like if you graduated with a certain degree, and we're just pursuing it blindly, not really caring if you're actually interested in these subjects or not, which is which is very, very powerful. And we'll continue to talk about this later. Back to my story. So, December, I got married. I finally was graduating in April 2017, which by the way, my daughter, she was also due in April 2017. I also found a job, a part-time job at a bank in downtown Toronto on Bay Street. And things finally seemed to have aligned for me in a way. I was grateful, but it all started with me having the courage to, to talk about the thing that I was afraid to talk about. And once I got the news of fatherhood being on the horizon for me out of the way, things like not being sure about what program I wanted to graduate in seemed, you know, very minuscule as compared to that. And that actually opened the gate for me to talk about a lot of things that previously I considered to be a huge deal and that I was really, really scared to talk about to my family. So in a way... This huge moment in my life helped me become more courageous and braver with my thoughts and feelings. Certainly gave me independence in my own choices and gave me the power and intuition to trust myself and my own own decisions. I'm really, really grateful for that. So in May, my daughter was born. We had a beautiful home birth with midwifery service here in Ontario. And everything went smoothly. So the bank that I was working on its contract ended in June. I was offered an extension, but I refused to take it because I wanted to spend some time with my firstborn baby. Now, there's a deeper reason for why I did this that goes back to my own childhood. Now, in no way am I throwing my dad under the bus here. I love him for all his support and all that he's done for us, and I'm really, really grateful But for him to be able to support me and send me to another country, he had to be away most of the time. And, you know, I miss him a lot as a as a little kid. He was in he was in China most of the time. That's where I was born as well. Eventually, we had to move back to Pakistan and then he would go back and forth. We would see him a couple of times a year. But me as as a kid, I would miss him a lot. There were times that I cried and uh, wanted him to be there and didn't really care about you know, the money and stuff. But obviously I was a kid and those things are important and he is the reason why I'm here today. But from that feeling of not having my dad around, I made a promise to myself that whenever I had a kid, I would make sure that I am home and I'm spending time with him or her and 
making them, you know, feel good and playing with them and all these little dreams. So that's where that stemmed from. And with the contract ending, I saw it as an opportunity to, you know, spend some time at home with my baby. So June passed, July passed, August passed, and uh, now I was feeling like, okay, so I've done this for three months and now I feel like I can do more and I definitely need to get back on my feet and, you know, provide for my family. So I started another job at a bank. With this job, I had to commute about four hours every day back and forth. I I live in Milton and... um, the job that I was doing, it's uh, by Young and Finch. So it, it would take me around about four hours of traveling every day. And it sort of ended up happening like this. That I would see my daughter for an hour every day when I was working there. And that was sort of affecting me in a way, but not hugely. Because I was happy to get the job at first. But eventually, I started to feel sad because... This is my firstborn baby, and I'm never going to have a first baby again. And I wasn't spending time with her. So I felt guilty as a father, and I wanted to be at home. Or at least have some time to spend with my daughter. And I definitely wanted to change the situation I was in. So uh, this was, I think, December of 2017 that I I thought about an opportunity. There was a bank that was closer to me. It was about a 20-minute drive if I got the job as opposed to a four-hour commute. And I just applied. I got an interview and I got the job. And this was seemingly a better bank, one of the best banks in Canada. I had a 20-minute commute. Things seemed to have worked out for me once again, not for lack of trying. So now I had this 20-minute commute. I was working. I was happy. I was spending some time with my daughter. It seemed to be like the perfect situation that I had imagined. So three or four months into this job, I started to feel really anxious. Now, this was not about spending time with my daughter, but this was about me working in a place where I didn't feel like I belonged. So every day I would go to work and I I still remember this feeling that I would get a huge amount of anxiety as soon as I got close to work. It was it was affecting me, it was bothering me, it was affecting my 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 mood when I got home and it was a big deal and the breaking point was I remember one day I was at the gym, I was working out after I think running on the treadmill, I laid down and I just started to cry. And I knew at that point that I had to leave the job that I was working because I was absolutely not happy working there. Once again, quitting your job is a huge deal. And I was really, really scared of doing so. I talked about it with my wife and, and, you know, I was lucky to have her because she was nothing but supportive. So one day I just walked up to my manager and I talked to her. I remember it was such a huge deal that because I was moving out of a safe situation into an unknown territory because I didn't know how money was going to come. But I remember I was shaking while talking to my manager and telling her that I was going to quit. And I did. I felt a huge relief being at home, not having to go there again. And my anxiety was slowly going away. It didn't happen right away. But a year later, I ended up writing my first book which I published myself on Amazon. It was called Grow With Your Baby, Seven Lessons on How to Embrace Change and Overcome Your Fears. 
it became a number one seller in happiness on launch day, which is something that I was really proud of. And it's something that I am still really proud of, but I can't stay in that bubble forever. Eventually, I have to start doing more things. And it's nothing but a small landmark into the journey that I am on now, which is aligning myself with the work that fills me with purpose and happiness. It's one of the reasons why I've started this podcast now. I'm really passionate about personal growth. Things like hypnotherapy, meditation, cold showers, intermittent fasting, and tons of other stuff. So if you're interested in this, please subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss a future episode. On the next episode, I'm going to have my wife share her perspective of her pregnancy experience and what was going on in her life at the time. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the first episode of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.